And welcome back to the Markout Movie Podcast. This is your host today, Brandon Spavi, uh, on, on this edition of What Am I Reading? Uh, so here we go. You ready for this, people? Are you ready for it? Okay, here we go. Uh, Full Dark, No Stars by Stephen King. So let's get right into what the synopsis is. This is uh, four novelas. That he wrote, I recently read. I finished it up last week. I just never really got a chance to review it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. It, it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't an easy read. I mean, I read it no problem. Like, but it was hard. You know, it was. I'll get into it. Uh, but here we go. And I also get into the scores they have it on Goodreads, as I always do here at the Mark Out Movie Podcast on my What Am I Reading editions. Uh, also, by the way, there's a book in here that I'm going to review. Uh, Aaron has suggested I do book versus movie. I'm watching 1922 tonight, so I may do that, uh, or I may just review the movie itself. That could turn into book versus movie. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, but anyway, let's get right into it. I believe there is another man inside every man. A stranger, writes Wilford Leyland James in the early pages of the riveting confession that makes up 1922. The first in this pitch, black corlet of mesmerizing tales from Stephen King. For James, that stranger is awakened when his wife, Arlette, proposes selling off the family homestead and moving to Omaha, setting in motion a gruesome train of murder and madness. In Big Driver... A cozy mystery writer named Tess encounters the stranger along a black road in Massachusetts when she takes a shortcut home after a book club engagement. Violated and left for dead, Tess plots a revenge that will bring her face to face with another stranger, the one inside herself. Fair extension. The shortest of these tales is perhaps the nastiest and certainly the funniest. Making a deal with the devil not only saves Dave Streeter from a fatal cancer, but provides rich Recompense for a lifetime of resentment when her husband, of more than 20 years, is away on one of his business trips. Darcy Anderson looks for batteries in the garage. Her toe knocks up against a box under a workable table and she discovers the stranger inside her husband. It's horrifying. It's a horrifying discovery rendered with bristly intensity and it definitely ends a good marriage. Like Different Seasons and Four Past Midnight, which generated such enduring films as The Shawshank Redemption, really good movie, and Stand By Me, also a very good movie. Full Dark, No Stars, proves Stephen King's a master of long story form. Uh, so yeah, this book contains 19, 1922, Big Driver, Fair Extension, and A Good Marriage. Uh... This has got a 4.6, or 4.06... Uh, on Goodreads, so and that's I'm just gonna really just jump into the story, some of the stories. I'll go into what I like less than what I like the most. So the for me the worst story in here is a good marriage, even though it is fascinating. It, it just it had I wasn't fully captivated like I was with the other three. Uh, it is a fascinating story, and he got the idea from BTK. If you don't know who it is, it's Daniel Rader, I believe is his first name. I know his last name's Rader. 
he was the BTK killer. Uh, and you, you could easily tell that was his influence uh, because the guy stops these murders for like 15 to 16 years uh, and then the wife finds out about it. So, you know, I actually seen the movie to this. Uh, I think I prefer the movie over the book. Uh, the movie added some some things. Uh, but I don't know, though. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if I like the movie better than the book, though. I think I do. I, I mean, I didn't love either one. So, I mean, I did enjoy the movie. I, I gave it a three on the uh, Letterboxd, I believe. And I, I would probably give this uh, like a three as well. Uh, but yeah, it's about a woman, a wife, find, never knowing that her husband is Beatty. That's his name. Uh, never knowing that he is that killer uh, and finding out that he's that killer. What does she do? Uh, well, she doesn't really give much time to think of what she's going to do because the husband comes home and knows that she knows. So then it goes into what would you do after that? And do you plot his murder? Do you live with this? I mean... I don't want to give it away what she did, if you haven't read the, the novel or seen the movie, but, you know, I, I you know, I, reading this, I was like, uh, I'm into it, but I'm not. Like, I think the problem for me was, I had seen the movie, so I knew how it was going to play out. Like, I haven't seen 1922. Like I said, I'm watching that tonight. And I have never seen Big Driver. And I don't think a fair extension has got a movie. Even though I think that is the most interesting story of these three. And it's the shortest. Uh, but A Good Marriage, you know, it, it's good for what it is. Um, I'm, I'm fascinated by it, the aspect that he was a serial killer and she didn't know. Because I think Stephen King even says that at the end of the book. And, the, like... Um, like in a forward message to the readers that's reading all this. Like he found that fascinating. That a wife wouldn't know. Or what happens when she finds out. It is an interesting concept to do a story like that. About a wife that doesn't know that your husband is a serial killer. Because it proves the fact that we don't know. You know. Anyone. Like we think we do. You know. People surprise us. And. That's just the truth. I mean, you know, we love to say we know everybody that we're close to. The truth is we don't, you know, and he proves that with his story. Uh, we don't know what we're thinking uh, or others are thinking or doing, uh, you know. Uh, God, I mean, I would say I had a, like, I, I guess I'll use Aaron as an example because I... I I mean, I mean, no, nah, I'm not going to use Aaron as an example. Because <laughs> God, he, he couldn't do anything like that. I know that. Uh, but let's say we had a friend or a loved one or whatever, a, a wife or a husband, whoever's listening, say the person they was with or the best friend they had or a really close friend or, you know, a loved one, whatever the case may be, they were co committing these crimes uh Man, I mean, you think you know someone, then you find out you don't know them as well as you think you do. Uh, stuff happens in the past that causes this, too. And, and 
and for her husband, it something definitely caused it in the past. Uh, it's mentioned in the movie, but they do they go in a little bit more details here. I think about why he was doing what he was doing. I like that aspect to it. Uh, that he was kind of living for this other friend uh, that passed away. Uh, his friend definitely would have became a serial killer. So he's just kind of living through him. He thinks he's living in him. Uh, it's it's a weird situation. But it's a fascinating read. I mean, it's just not my favorite story that he's done. Or a favorite story in this book that he's done. But it was a fascinating read. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'll move on now to the next one. I, I won't go Big Driver here. I enjoyed it. But this one was kind of hard to really get into. Uh... So basically, you got this author, this well-known author named Tess. She writes murder mysteries. Uh, she's doing a, like a convention, signing autographs and stuff, uh, or you know, she's signing autographs. She's got autograph signing. Uh, I'm not gonna say it was a convention. It it kind of sounded like one, but it sounded like she was the only one. So she was just doing an autograph session at a library. Um, after the library, the this woman tells her the best way to go, the closest, you know, the nearest exit. You know, her car breaks down. This big driver uh, acts like he's gonna fix her car. She's got a flat tire, uh, and well, he rapes her and brutally attacks her and leaves her for dead. And this isn't like the first time he's done this. This is. Like, he's done it a lot. It's what they do. It's a family that does this. And, wow, you're, like, blown away by it, in, in, in a sense. Not only does he do this, and they know this, uh, but he left her alive, uh, thinking she was dead. Um, and she gets revenge, basically. That's what the story's about. Uh... But the way she gets revenge and how she changes as a person. It, it, and they're, they're, this was inspired, I believe, by The Brave One. I believe that's what the movie's called. This story uh, references The Brave One. She's watching The Brave One. Uh, I guess for, as for research. Um, which was starring Jodie Foster. Uh, so I believe that movie inspired this story. About a woman that gets really, you know. Well, she, in that story she didn't get raped. I don't. I think in that story, her husband, maybe she did get raped. It's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, but she gets revenge, you know, so. But anyway, like, it's going, you're seeing how she changes as a person, and she's getting revenge on these people. And... I thought it was going to be like a big showdown at the end between the big driver and her, but it really wasn't. Uh, so, I give this story a 3.5. Uh, but a very entertaining story. Uh, it's just hard to read at some certain points. It was hard to get through. Uh, like the rape scene, it was hard to just to read in general. Uh, it was uncomfortable, which I think these stories are uncomfortable, and that is the points. Um, so obviously I, I enjoyed reading it, but I didn't enjoy reading those parts because it made me uncomfortable, which is what his job was to do in these stories. These stories didn't make you uncomfortable. 
And he did a good job with Big Driver, I do believe. Uh, I, honestly, I believe that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I it took some turns I didn't expect it to, to take, especially the ending did. Um, but it took those turns. I, I mean, I enjoyed the story. I he had, he had something to say here, and I enjoyed it. Uh, my next one, though, is... I'm going to go 1922. Then this is close. Man, this is real close. Uh, Ferris Tensions is... I, I don't I don't like the story. I mean, it's re well written. It's a good story. I just don't like it. And I'm, I'll get into that in a minute. But it is the best one. So I'm, I'm going to go 1922 here. Um, 1922 is about a man who's married to his woman. Uh, she's wanting to move. He does not want to move. Uh... The love really isn't there anymore. Um, so he plots with his son to kill his wife. <laughs> and throw her in the well. Where the rats will eat her. Eat what's left of her body. You know. Because there's rats down there. And, and me and rats don't go together. Uh, so anyway. he they, they, they end up killing her. Well he does most of the work here. Uh, but they end up throwing her in the well. The. You got people from Omaha coming down to investigate. You got uh, the sheriffs investigating her disappearance, uh, which they think she's not disappeared. She just moved, moved on. And and, and for the year it is 1922. There's no big conspiracy. Oh, he got rid of his wife. Now the guy from Omaha thinks something has happened, but the sheriff doesn't. You know. But in the meantime, his son. Uh is dating this girl named Shannon, who's her father owns one of the biggest, you know, he's a farmer as well as, as, uh, uh, as Wilford. I, I think it's funny. The guy's name's Wilford. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's not the same name, but it reminds me of Willard. Uh, you know, that, that rap movie with Willard, with, uh, uh, what I can't think of his name now. Now that I'm talking about him, Crispin Glover. There you go. Uh, and I get I get a Willard vibe here. I get, but I get Stephen King vibes here too. I mean, with that one rap movie he he that they did uh, based on that short story. Uh, oh God, I don't remember it. I read it in Night Shift. I don't remember what it was called. Maybe it was called Night Shift. <laughs> uh. It probably was. Uh, I think that's what the movie's called. I'm not sure if that's what the short story was called, though. Uh, but it, it, anyway, I enjoyed... Because uh, Wilford is not, like, a great guy here. You could understand his reasoning to get rid of the wife. But to think the answer was murder was not the answer. <laughs> uh <clears throat> But you, you feel a little sorry for Wilfred, especially towards the end of this book. I mean, the story, you really feel sorry for him because, he. I mean, the guy's going to lose his land. He's going to end up losing his son. His son leaves him. Uh, he ends up with nothing, you know? And, and it's it's a good ending, too. Uh, it's, it's like... It 
it really is a good ending. It's a good story. I, I look forward to reading, watching the movie, and I will probably spoil stuff uh, for 1922 when I watch it and review it. Um, but this guy's about keeping his land, you know, and he ends up losing everything. Eventually, I mean, essentially, that's what the story is about. Doing whatever you can to keep what you got, but end up losing it all. And that's what it, that's what happens. I mean, he loses his he loses everything. So uh, that that uh, this was an entertaining read, though, and I give this one a probably a four point five uh, on the markout meter. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I give it a 4.5. I really enjoyed this story. Uh, I'm not going to go into anything else about it. I will say this, though. The rats in this cr creep me out reading it. Uh, I hate reading about rats. I hate seeing rats. I had I had a situation as a child with rat, with this rat, and I, 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 don't, I, I don't like them. <laughs> uh, if I'm scared of any animal out there, it'd be a rat. So, uh, that's, that's it. Uh, so I don't like reading about rats. I don't like watching rats. I don't like seeing rats. I could deal with m a mice, but a rat? Ugh. Like, when I see mice, I have to double take to make sure it's not a rat. So, uh, even though they're bigger, I, I, I still have to double take. Uh, they still, mice freak me out a little bit too. I always remember when I think of rats and stuff now. Now with I always remember the movie Daylight. I don't remember the girl's name. The girl's with Sylvester Stallone. Uh, but she says she calls them shit with feet. I I love that. I love that line, and and that's what she calls them. Uh, so but yeah, this one was a really good read. Uh, this one was it was a really good story here. Uh, you know about a man doing whatever it takes to keep his land and eventually losing everything. Uh, so yeah, uh, so the last one here is fair extension, right? Okay, here's the deal. This guy has cancer. You feel sorry for this guy. I mean, you feel extremely sorry for him. I mean, he is, without a doubt, he's going to die. And I'm coming from this perspective that I've had cancer, uh, I mean, mine wasn't as serious as it, as his was. Like, he wasn't going to be dead. I wasn't going to be dead in, like, in a couple of months. Uh, I mean, at the time, I had I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know how, what stage I was at or nothing. But thankfully, I was only on stage one. And I, they they got to it as soon as they did. And I had to go through all the, all the treatments. But I beat it. So, this guy's talking to a stranger who turns out to be the devil... Uh, he's talking about fair extensions. Uh, he can give him an extension of life, forty years extension. Uh, and all he has to do is pick someone he hates the most, or someone he really hates. And he ends up, he says, he ends up picking a guy that's his best friend, that he's, uh, that he feels like he got. His, his best friend stole his high school sweetheart. Uh, had a family. Had a good life. Uh, where he really doesn't have a good life. He's with a woman he really doesn't love. But he's with her. Uh, 
And uh, so he's 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 kind of jealous uh, of his best friend. Uh, but and when his story starts, you don't like this best friend because you feel sorry for this guy. And and you know, I mean, yeah, he took his girl, and you know, and uh, you hate this guy because of that. Because but you turn to find out, like he he chooses him, and then and that's when I I completely turned on the on on him. Uh, I completely turned on Dave uh, because first off, his cancer just disappears, right? But the fact that you would do this to someone, I don't care who they are. Like for me, I would never give my cancer to anyone. Uh, I would not want anyone to suffer. You know, I, I'm just that type of person. I would not want anyone else to suffer. I, I wouldn't. I couldn't do it. Uh, you know, yeah, maybe. I mean, I got a son, and I, I just couldn't do it. I, if I was in this situation, I could not do it. Uh, especially on someone that I consider the best friend. Uh, I would do nothing to hurt them. Uh, on purpose. Uh, nothing. Uh, I, if you truly love someone, you would do. You wouldn't do something to hurt them on purpose. Um. But, you know, uh, so he does this, and this guy starts to suffer. This guy's going to suffer for 40 years, uh, apparently. Uh, and that's the part where I don't think Dave knew that this was going to happen. I think Dave thought his best friend was going to suffer and get the cancer and die. That's not what happened at all. This guy suffers. He loses so much. And Dave doesn't even care. He's like, oh well. You know? And I'm like, dude, we... I shared, you know, we, we had sympathy. The readers would feel this way, I believe. We have sympathy for you in the beginning, but we're seeing the type of person you are, what, who you really are deep inside. Man, you're an asshole. <laughs> it deserves you right that she took... that, that he took your girlfriend back then because look what you are and now you can say well this is what made him uh i mean i look i mean i don't know but i don't know if, how how i feel about it but i when reading this i hated reading this because of what dave he could have stopped all this you know other people suffered because of you you know that's the truth and he was his own worst enemy, you know. He he became as I was started reading this. Uh, like I felt compassion for him at the beginning. I really did. But more I read, I was like, man, this guy's an asshole. He he really is. And I'm like, I don't like him. I want this guy to suffer. And and this is like this is so written well though, and it's a very good story. Very good. It just it made me angry reading it. <laughs> And I give props to Stephen King for that. To, to, to write a story that makes the the reader mad. I mean, certainly made me mad. Uh, you know, and it's just everything that happens to this best friend. And there's a line in the book where he's like, man, you've been there for me through everything. And I love you. And you're my best friend. And, and I'm like, my heart's breaking for him because of what Dave has done to him. Um... And I feel so bad for this guy. Who I didn't like in the beginning. And turned out like, man. 
didn't deserve it. No one deserves what happened in this story. But the fact that Dave had no compassion about what was happening, I didn't feel he had compassion. Maybe others would think he did at some point. But I don't I think he did for at the beginning, but then he just shrugged it off. And just he's like, Okay, I'm living. That's all that matters. He became this real selfish person. And you know, and I, I hate that. But, you know, that's what he became. Uh, and, you know, we you see the real Dave here. And, you know, and uh, look, I mean, we've all been there. We've all dealt with things. But, man, this story made me angry. But I give it five markouts on the markout meter. Five markouts. Because uh, it was a, such a really good story. Uh, to read and I was into it throughout the whole thing even though it's the shortest one I, I, I wish it had been longer I think this one could have been like a novel but it was really short it's like 60 pages um, compared to the others 1922 I think was like 130 I think uh, I'm not sure about Big Driver I think it was like 110 and I think uh, Good Marriage was like 90 uh, but yeah I it's now as far as the whole thing, full dark no stars. I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoy reading Stephen King. I won't say every book he does. Well, every story. Like I haven't really dived into many of the novels. Uh, I'm doing like the short stories and novelas first. I mean, I read a couple of his novels. I read like Blockade Billy, which I think was a novela, uh, but as its own. I read that. I've read uh, Sale. Uh, that may be it. Uh, like uh, I'm, I, I can go through my Stephen Kings here real quick. I've read uh, Cycle of the Werewolf, Blockade Billy, Cell. Uh, I, I really do think that's gonna be it as far as novels go. Um, yeah, I, I'm not seeing anything uh, that I've read. Yep, I think that's it. That's it. Yep, that's going to be it. Uh, the others are the short stories and the novels. So, yeah, Sale and Blockade Billy is the only novels I've actually read of Stephen King. And I think Blockade Billy is really a novelist, so only Sale. So, yeah. I, I love Stephen King. You know, I, 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 my first story that I read by him was Cycle of the Werewolf, and I reread it like a year and a half ago, I believe. Uh, still a very entertaining story. I would love for an actual like short story than how it was done. Like it, I mean, it was a short story, but it was also illustrated. I would love just to him like to rewrite that. But I mean, there's no reason to. I'm just, just for me purposely, I, I I thought it was really good. Uh, I like the movie better though. I really do. I like the movie better. Uh, but I thought that was really good. Um, like I said, Cell was not my favorite of his. But, you know, I know a lot of people that like Cell. I just, I it was different. I just couldn't get into it. I, times I would get into it, he would throw me out with something. I, it, I just didn't care much for that one. But that's just me. But his short stories are amazing. Uh, his novels are amazing. Uh, I've never read an author better than him. 
Uh, he is the best author I've ever read. Uh, and a lot of people say that know me would be like, is he your favorite? And I, I don't know if he's my favorite. It, I think it all comes, I like, I like a lot of authors. Uh, and I try not to compare. <laughs> but people that know me best would either say my favorite is Stephen King or Steve Alton. You know, I've never uh, have truly, you know, I know Aaron will probably listening to this like we got to do a list of favorite authors. I would hate to do that list because I don't like to put Alton over King or King over Alton. I mean, I like them for what they do. King, he's a masterminded at horror stories and not traditional horror stories, which I love. I love him for that. And Alton does, uh, you know, marine terror. Um, does these these creatures uh, in the sea. Uh, and I love that. Um, obviously, the Meg book series is, is amazing. Uh, I like The Lock. Um, Shark Man. I, I love that story as well. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. But I don't want to get off on Steve Alton. I just... I really like him. I like his work. I, I, I'm, I'm a big creature. Creature feature kind of guy. So, But this one was really good. This is a really good uh, book of these four novelas. Uh, if you have not read them, I advise you to. It's it's really good. Now, my markouts for this whole thing, I'm going to give it a, a four. Four out of five. Uh, I think every story is entertaining enough. I think there's certain stories that would grab you from the very first page. Uh, I I had a great time with it actually, but you know it's it's my thing. But I I love Stephen King. Uh, I don't know what's next for me with King, but we'll see. Right now I'm currently reading a book called Flu by Wayne Simmons. It's a zombie type book. Uh, the prologue was really good. The first two chapters kind of dragged for me. So I, we'll see where that goes. Uh, that possibly could be my next book review. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I don't know what my next Stephen King book is. Um, I'm still, I think I got four more either novelas books to read or short story. I think one's a short story, the other's a novelist. Uh, so I'm getting close to getting to the actual novels. But yeah, I'm, I'm also, I'm thinking about reading Joe Hill, uh, Strange Weather, before I get to Full Throttle. Uh, both are like short stories and novels. Uh, one Stephen King actually helped write into the tall grass, I believe. I kind of want to read that, just didn't watch the movie because I don't want to watch the movie first because it'll get, it'll give too much away. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, like, I mean, I, I'm looking at authors that I, I'm in, I'm in our, uh, book room doing these podcasts and I just see so many authors out there. I mean, Dean Koontz, I do got to read him again. Um, yeah, because of, uh, Seize the Night, uh. I believe that's what it's called. It's the sequel to Fear Nothing. I read that last year. I got it. I'm probably gonna read Seize the Night soon. Um, I don't know why it's not in order with Fear Nothing, but it's not. Uh, but yeah, Seize the Night. I will read that soon. Uh, but anyway, that's it's been my review for Full Dark No Stars. 
Uh, I recommend it to anyone that's a Stephen King fan. I recommend it to anyone that likes, you know, real people in sensational situations. Like, uh, I wouldn't, you know, I don't know how to describe it. It's just his way of writing horror is sensational. Uh, no one else in my my view can come close to what how he writes it. I mean, he just he, he's unbelievable. But anyway, uh, I thank you for listening uh, to me on what, what am I reading? Full dark, no stars. I hope you have a blessed day. Uh, thank you again. This has been Brandon Spivey from the Mark Out Movie Podcast. Marking out with you. Hopefully, you've been marking out with me too uh, on Full Dark No Stars. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed this. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like I said, flu would be next for me. Uh, currently on that. Uh, as far as what I'm going to be doing in the near future, uh, what am I gaming? Uh, we'll be back probably next week sometime on D4. Uh, it's an Xbox One uh, download game. Uh, it's from the creator of uh, Deadly Premonition. I'm playing it now, so that will be next. Um, uh, either clearing my queue with 1922 or book versus movie. Uh, I don't know yet. I don't know if... I'll probably just do clearing my queue. Since I talked a little bit about here and I did a book review on it. Uh, so, I don't know. You know, I don't know what Aaron's got planned. I know he said something about... Um, the. Uh, it's, it's escaping me what it's called. Uh, mark Out Rifting. Or Mark Out Rifters. I forget what it's called. <laughs> he said something about doing a, an episode uh, with Dustin again. So, um, we'll see. Hopefully they do that and, you know, generate some numbers on YouTube. Uh, keep this podcast growing. Uh, and like, it's getting bigger, everybody. Uh, it's Aaron's got, with his uh, Analyze This with Quentin, uh, me and Sean will eventually do Action Junkies with Man on Fire. Uh, I don't know if we'll do that on live, I'll put it on YouTube or not, but we'll do it. Uh, plus Jedi Knights has been in talks for a long time. Uh, it's just with the quarantine, uh, Cody and Sean really work a lot and probably working more than ever now. They both work at Walmart. Also, Sean works at Domino's. So it, it's just, it's a hard time right now to get those guys. Uh, I don't know what else we could do. I mean, well, me and Aaron are talking about different shows, uh, to do and we're, we're I know these shows are going to be on YouTube when we do them. Um, it's maybe not Jedi Knights at first because have to get Cody comfortable. You know, he's, he's a shy guy. Uh, a little bit still. Uh, takes a little bit used to. He's kind of like me. It takes some, it takes some used to get, once you get comfortable with something, you're good to go. But, you know, uh, you know, that's how it is. But, yeah, I mean, um. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, as far as I know, uh, next week I'll possibly be doing what am I gaming uh, and maybe a review of 1922. 
Uh, other than that, I don't know. I don't have no idea what Aaron's got planned except the mark out. There it is, the mark out rifters. <laughs> I it slipped my mind. Uh, I know they rift. I seen I seen some of it, so I knew I knew I knew, I knew it was called rifting. <laughs> Where they riff trailers. Uh, they're going to riff movies as well. So that, that's the comedy show uh, on the Markout Movie Podcast. It's the Markout Rifters. Uh, so, yeah. So if you have not had a chance to go see them, go 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 to our page. The Markout Movie Podcast page. And go watch it. Uh, enjoy them rifting trailers. Uh, so... Trying to think. Uh, next week, uh, as Aaron said on the podcast yesterday well, on YouTube, as well as uh, just uh, audio, uh, we are doing versus mode. It's his pick next week, so we're doing versus mode. Uh, Death Wish 1974 versus Death Wish 2018. Charles Bronson versus Bruce Willis. Obviously, it's not Bruce Willis from the 80s or 90s, but it's still Bruce Willis. I have not seen the movie. Um, I will watch it this week, uh, but I have not seen it. I have seen Charles Bronson's, and that's a very good vigilante film. Uh, I, I, that, was, that was really good. I really liked it. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm looking forward to that episode. That's a good episode uh, to do. So, I applaud Aaron for that. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, so... That's it. Uh, that's all that we have coming that I know of. So uh, so until next time, thank you again for listening. This has been Brandon Spivey from the Mark Out Movie Podcast. Marking out with you, myself, and anyone else that cares to listen. And I will be here all week. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Like I said, Brandon Spivey and I am out. <laughs>